What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 329th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ. With me this evening is Will. I hate to always start out these programs with an airing of my problems, but I have a new problem that Mm -hmm. I need assistance with. It's not even Halloween yet, and I have reached peak Chris. I have so many guys named Chris in my life now that they're fighting over who gets to be the Chris that does this thing or that thing or the other thing, and it's like... I don't know how to resolve this. I can't merge them all into one person. Is this a Christmas reference? Well, no, actual dudes named Chris, but I was also making the joke that it's not Christmas and I'm overwhelmed with Chris. I understand jokes. Chris-ness. Got it. (laughs) Greg, hello. Hello. That was a real long walk for that payoff. (laughs) Sometimes you get them with the the quick punch. Sometimes you get them with the poison. Uh, mostly poison. We're here to talk about some Pokemon. Yup. We got some news regarding, I don't know, just a bunch of stuff. Nothing, like, major this week, I suppose, but I'm looking through here. Yeah, nothing too major that's, you know, groundbreaking. Nothing Let's Go related, really, besides some accessories, accessory stuff. So, we're going to knock out some news. Will has Pokemon of the Week. We got our new uh, Question of the Week segment, and... We'll go from there. We'll see how much time we have. Where we'll say, well, we have a lot of news articles, I suppose, but none of them are like hefty news articles. But speaking of news, first bit of news here is off Pokemon.com. A bonus filled October in Pokemon Duel. <laughs> oh, nice. Wow. I'm very excited. You got me all excited. I'm excited. I'm not excited. I don't play that game. Don't miss your it chance. It's on my phone. <laughs> I don't even know if it's on my phone. I haven't opened it if it is. Don't miss your chance to get a shiny Gyarados and other exciting Pokemon. Pokemon dual players have a lot to look forward to this October with a host of great bonuses all month long. Long. Not long. Uh, the fun begins <laughs> on October 1st, 2018 after the maintenance when a new ghost type and new psychic type Pokemon will begin to appear in the October 2018 boosters. Look for such Pokemon as Mega Gardevoir, Mega Banette, Giratina Origin Form, Marshadow, and Driftblum. Some of these are UX and some of these are EX, by the way. Nice. To help in your search for new Pokemon, one free October booster will be available each day from October 1st through October 8th. Well... Whoops. God, better. <laughs> if you're listening to this, you better get your booster. Additionally, from October 1st to October 16th, Shiny Gyarados will be available as a special login bonus. Shiny Gyarados has only appeared as a rare reward for a team match event last year, so it's a great chance to get another, to get one. I don't know if you can have two. It doesn't say here. I've never played Duel, so maybe you can get two Shiny Gyarados. If not, you'll at least get your first one or your only one. And this is free to download for iPhone, iPad, Android devices, and Kindle Fire devices as well. I mean, if you're into the, the Pokemon Duel, which some people are, then, why, yeah, that's it, it's exciting. You get that shiny Gyarados. It's pretty cool. Some more downloads here for a different game, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, or just Sun and Moon, I believe. Legendary Pokemon Zekrom and Reshiram appeared first 
in the Unova region. And now you can add them to your Alolan adventure in October. During October 19th through the 28th, you can get yourself a Zekrom or a... Um, you can get Zekrom for Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, or sorry, Ultra Sun and Sun, and Reshiram, you can get that in Ultra Moon and Moon. I will le read the level 100 stuff here for those who have the Ultra versions. Zekrom uh, will have a Golden Bottle Cap, of course, will know Fusion Bolt, Bolt Strike, Outrage, and Stone Edge. Reshiram with the Golden Bottle Cap, Fusion Flare, Blue Flare. White Eyes, Blue Dragon, Draco Meteor. Wait Earth a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. This isn't Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> um, Draco Meteor and Earth Power for uh, your rush rim. Uh, target. Target, 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 target for these. This is the third target one. I love it when it's at target. It's so easy. They don't care. They really don't. They just have them out and I can go grab them. They either have them out or they just hand you as many as possible so you they don't need to continue the conversation with you. They got targets in DC, Will? We've got, I believe, one target in DC. Yes. It's not that, it's, it's well, I'm going to say it's not that old, but it's probably been there for six years. But we got one target and now we've got two Walmarts. So we're moving up. The real question. <laughs> moving up. Is... Why doesn't the Pokemon company work with Walmart? That seems weird to me. I would imagine there are more Walmarts than Targets. Mm, interesting question. Maybe there's something about the way that the Walmart wants to control their suppliers and Pokemon company will not be controlled, but they they I mean they sell Pokemon games at Walmart, so maybe that Target just sells Pokemon cards and just stuff better because every time I'm looking at the Pokemon cards in the Walmart section, there's always like booster packs missing out of blister packs or oh, heck yeah. that the card aisle in Walmart, I feel like is always just a disaster of, yep, these cards seem stolen. Yeah, yeah yep, this booster pack, uh, just the cardboards left, uh, no actual booster pack in here. Not always, but frequently, yes. October 19th through the 28th. So you pretty much got like 10, 9 to 10 days, depending on if the target people are on time or not uh, with putting these cards out there. Or uh, you might have more days because I'm sure the 28th, either half the targets will throw them away or the other half of targets will continue to put them just on the counter for you to grab. So it's really just a grab bag there, I suppose. All my local targets have... like. There are, last time I checked, the downtown one had all all the cards still out. Expired, not, they're just sitting out there. There's like piles. Wow. They don't even clean them up. Yeah. And you live in like the heartland of Target, too. I do. Some more downloadable stuff here. I believe by the time this podcast goes up, no, Poiple should still be available. No, maybe not. I can't remember. Was it the 10th for Poiple? If you got your Poipo code, you still have quite a while to redeem it. I'm not, I can't remember exactly if GameStop is still giving out Poipo, but check. If not, if you have the code on your desk, though, you'll, you still have a couple months to redeem it before it expires. Uh, but this is a press release from the Pokemon company directly here. 
titled Pokemon TCG Sun and Moon Lost Thunder Expansion to arrive on November 2nd. Mythical Pokemon Zeraora available at GameStop. Don't think we talked about this last week. Uh, today, the Pokemon Company International has announced that Sun and Moon Lost Thunder, the latest expansion for the Pokemon trading card game, is coming to participating retailers nationwide on November 2nd. In addition, when trainers visit a participating GameStop uh, in the U.S. between October 19th and November 9th, they'll be able to receive a Zera Aura for their Ultra Sun or Ultra Moon game. Scheduled to release on November 2nd, the latest expansion will include Prism Star variants of Celebi and Ditto alongside, uh, alongside Blacephalon GX, Lugia GX, Tyranitar GX, and the newest mythical Pokemon, Zeraora GX. It will feature 210 cards, 7 powerful Prism Star cards, including 3 stadiums, 13 Pokemon GX, 4 Ultra Beasts, and more than 20 trainer cards. In addition, Zeraora will be available for owners of Pokemon Ultra Sun or Pokemon Ultra Moon. Simply visit, simply is a strong word here, press release. Simply visit GameStop <laughs> between October 19th and November 9th to receive a secret code to add this lightning fast mythical Pokemon to your team. Zeraora will be level 50. We'll know the moves Plasma Fist, Thunder Punch, Close Combat, and Thunder, the ability Volt Absorb, and it will be holding an air balloon. All, all of this time, we finally get Zera Aura in a finally. not too exciting way. I guess it's going to be in the movie, so that's kind of cool. You know, what's interesting is, like, I was, when I got my Poiple and uploaded it into Pokemon Bank so it could be part of my living Pokedex, living in quotes because it lives in Pokemon Bank, um, I noticed that Magearna was right there at the end of the Sun and Moon Pokemon. It's like Pokemon number 803 or something, right? And wasn't Magearna like an X and Y kind of announced? No, <laughs> see, I, th- I thought, yeah, it was a, so it was a, this is the weird thing about Magearna. I also thought this until I looked it up. Magearna is a Generation 7 Pokemon, and it was, it was featured with Volcanion. Yeah, in the movie. In the movie, but that's a Generation 6 mythical Pokemon. And they were just kind of jammed together, but that's like the break between 6 and 7. And Magearna, besides a movie, also got like the side treatment here, like Zera Aura is getting. Yeah, basically. It's just, it seems so weird because it's like so not Alolan. And and yet there it is. That's where it lives in the Pokedex. Yeah, it's I don't. That was yeah, kinda, it, there was a bunch of weird releases of around then. Like a lot of that time period gets real muddy because like it's in this movie. Because I think it was like supposed to be in the movie to get excited for the next generation, but it was in that time period when people are kind of like, eh, I'm in the boredom period of Pokemon, and I'm waiting for the new game to come out. Yeah. And since the movies aren't such a big thing anymore, it's just like, oh, what? And that movie was not that good. I never saw it. The Magino one? Yeah. yeah oh, it's no. the worst one. It is the worst. I, I can't think of a Pokemon movie worse than that one. There's, the, there's, the, there's only like one redeeming thing of that movie, and it's when all the Zygarde cells come together near the end. Spoiler alert. Which is... <laughs> yeah, spoilers. <laughs> 
but yeah, get your Zara Aura. It's official now. Not that anyone doubted it wasn't before, but... And uh, Pearly Poiple code ends today. So check bright and early at the GameStop tomorrow morning. They may not have thrown the cards away. Oh, the they will stop handing them out today. As of Monday. Or as of today, as in the 7th. What is today? The 7th. The 7th. Okay. This was sent in by Slack user Scyther Sensei. Oh, that dude's from Japan. They are. The Hori, everyone's favorite brand Hori, is to release accessories for the Pokeball Plus. Hori is releasing several accessories for the Pokeball Plus to be available November 16th. Uh, They are releasing a plastic protection cover and pouch set. For 1382 yen, they are releasing a hard pouch for the Pokeball Plus, also 1382. They are releasing a, which I think is this is the coolest thing. It is a USB charging stand for the Pokeball Plus, 2138 yen. I, I would nice. imagine that's going to be like 1999. Yeah, US. something like that. A Pokeball, a Pokemon shoulder bag for the Nintendo Switch, 2678 yen. A Pokemon hard pouch for the Nintendo Switch, 2354 yen. And a Pokemon card case for the Nintendo Switch, which here it's described as a hard plastic case that takes six game cartridges. They lock the cartridges into place until you push them down to release the cartridge, which is 1382 yen. So we don't have... We have like a screenshot of it. I'm not sure the quality. I've purchased Hori stuff in the past. It seems fine. And they make like, they do make some like officially licensed Nintendo stuff. Like they make the that special controller for some game. I yes. can't remember which game it was. Well, they make like a Mario Hori controller for the Switch and a Zelda one for the Switch. But I don't know how good quality they are. Oh, I don't know. But yeah, and uh, Scyther Sensei sent that in from our Addict channel in Slack for people who want to participate Patreon-wise. Man, I've got to get in that channel someday. One day. One day, Will. One day. One day you'll, you'll be good enough. This is off Pokemon Go Live. Envision powerful Pokemon during the Psychic Spectacular. Trainers, we've had a vision of Psychic Pokemon in your future. On October 5th, 1 p.m. PDT, the Psychic Spectacular will begin with Mewtwo in raids, psychic Pokemon such as Abra, Ralts, and Baltoy will be featured, will be appearing more frequently until October 14th, 1 p.m. PDT. Uh, and it will feature psychic Pokemon appearing more frequently in the wild, uh, field research focusing on psychic Pokemon, and Shiny Drowsy has a chance to appear. Uh, we wish you good fortune while discovering powerful psychic Pokemon. Stay safe and happy exploring. There was a Grumpig in the playground down the street when I was taking a walk the other day. Well, you know Grumpigs love playgrounds. They do. I don't know anything about that, but <laughs> that's, that's where I was. Look, there's a slowpoke right in my backyard. Right they love now. the monkey bars the most. Do Grumpigs, they can't, they're, they've got little arms. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because they love the monkey bars doesn't mean they're particularly good, good, they can use oh, them that they're well. They're good at them. It's their favorite and they bounce to it. Yeah, yeah. Give, give Grumpig some credit here. Uh, not to f- pass up, but they're, 
there is shiny Krabby in Pokemon Go. It was very short-lived. But uh, for the next couple days, look out for your drowsies if you're um, shiny hunting in Pokemon Go. There was just one in my backyard, and it was not shiny. Because this is an audio-only podcast, it's like a pink. It's, it's very, very obvious. It's not even close to... Speaking of not obvious shinies, uh, there was an event this weekend for 48 hours. It was poorly communicated, I guess. The really, like, this is off comicbook.com, but it seemed like Neantic told their YouTubers about the event and the YouTubers' jobs were to communicate them instead of maybe Neantic just actually doing a blog post or, I don't know, putting it into their app where they put all their other news. I don't (laughs) understand why this was so poorly communicated. Usually, my friends and my mom don't text me and ask why Pikachu is wearing a hat. Usually, I don't know, like when the psychic thing started, they were just, okay, cool, the, the more psychic Pokemon because Neantic told us in the app. I don't know if they were trying something new. Like, if they were trying something new of seeing if the YouTubers that they decided to tell would be able to reach everyone, I think the short answer is no. Because I don't want to watch a 10-minute YouTube video to know why this Pikachu exists or if they're shiny or how long this event lasts. I mean, I'm sure some of them tweeted, but I don't follow all of them. But that's just my small complaint. So it's kind of like when I'm watching YouTube and it puts that thing up before my video that's like, let us ask you a quick question. And it's like, (laughs) would you buy any, based on what you've seen, would you buy any of these products? And I'm like, I watch a heck of a lot of YouTube and I don't remember seeing anything about any of those products. Where's that choice? Kind of like that? (laughs) Yeah, kind of like that. All right. This event's already over though, but I think we should just talk about it for a little bit here. Uh, Pokemon Go has surprise trainer, a new Type of hat wearing Pikachu. Before I continue, are we yay or nay for hat Pikachus? Do we like it or not like it? Yeah. I so I mean I mean I, I like black hats. I, I I do enjoy wearing black hats. I don't understand why it says sin on the front though. That's what's confusing to me. Okay, we'll get there, I suppose. Uh Greg, what are your thoughts of hat Pikachu? I'm sort of tired of I have so many different hat Pikachu at this point. It's just like, oh, look, now it's got a black hat in its streetwear. It's a cool black hat. I mean, it's it, it's fine, but like it's there are a lot of hats and there, it's just not that interesting anymore. Like, plus, when it first showed up, I'm like, why? Why are there all these shadow hat Pikachu? Ugh, really? A new hat for Halloween? And then it was this weird streetwear thing. Mm, Not a fan. Okay. All right. The article here says, Earlier today, Pokemon Go surprised fans by adding a new type of Pikachu outfit, a baseball cap with two Thunderbolts on it. No explanation has been given for the new Pikachu variant, but the game also added a matching shirt. And hat for the trainers to wear. And then later, we did we did get an explanation. I'm assuming the fine people over at comicbook.com uh, watched themselves a YouTube video or went ahead and did some research here. I mean, I did the research too, but this article probably I mean, I'm, explains it better than I could. 
So if you're wondering why this Pikachu has a hat uh, with two little thunderbolts on it, the new Pikachu is actually a tie-in with a new line of, quote, Thunderbolt Project, end quote, streetwear being released tomorrow at a hype fest in New York City. The clothing company Fragment is releasing a line of Pokemon-themed outfits to wear, which include real-life versions of both the hat and the t-shirt. The new apparel will go on a wider release starting in 2019. The new stylish Pikachu was added basically without warning. Players first discovered the Pikachu variants appearing in the game network traffic shortly after the start of the psychic event, which then appeared in the wild a few days later. The outfit wearing Pikachu are one of the oldest traditions in Pokemon Go dating back to Christmas of 2016. This is the sixth different outfit added to Go, joining Ash Hat Pikachu, Party Hat Pikachu, Summer Style Pikachu, Wish Witch Hat Pikachu, and Holiday Hat Pikachu. Pokemon Go also released Squirtles with a variant um, Squirtle earlier this summer. The new outfit shows a surprising amount of synergy between business partners of the Pokemon company. We've seen Pokemon Go used to promote events and movies, but we haven't seen the game used to promote Pokemon-related products made by a third company. This is a pretty big surprise for Pokemon Go fans, given that the players... Uh, another thing to search for in addition to various perks of the ongoing Psychic-type event. These Pikachus did last 48 hours. They could be shiny, which we've seen before. I think the only other hat Pikachu that could be shiny was the one-year anniversary Pikachu, which was the party hat Pikachu, or the two-year anniversary Pikachu. Because the first year, it was just party hat, couldn't be shiny. And this year, it was... This past year, for the two-year, it was Party Hat 48 Hours. Could be shiny. I, I, I still a little confused why it wasn't a- advertised in the app. Later that evening, after I had looked at it first, and then I went in like at 11 at night, then suddenly there was a, hey, streetwear, looky. And I'm like, oh, where was that earlier today? No. Oh, hey, I did get one. I yeah. never got this push notification. Maybe it just was broken. I don't Maybe. know. It, I don't know if they released it late, if they were hoping it would be another sort of Meltan whisper whisper thing. But since it wasn't like attached to a community day, it was just semi confusing. Because it also just looked like Ash Hat Pikachu. I'm like, is this a Sinnoh Hat Pikachu? Is this just like, are they getting ready to announce Gen 4 because of its hat? And I'm like, no, it's just a weird black hat tie in to make me spend money. Some of these clothes look real good, though. Some. Some. Yeah, I just don't understand. Okay, I now I understand where the sin symbol comes from, but they have a Mew hoodie that also has the little lightning bolt. I guess because it's the Thunderbolt project, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not super... I want that Mew hoodie, though. Super big on the logo. It's not that interesting. I think the... Yeah. Maybe it was their original logo, like the Pikachu silhouette with the Thunderbolt out of Pikachu's tail is more interesting and more fun to look at than just two Thunderbolts stacked on top of each other. Yeah. Well, it's, one is supposed to be the tail, and then the other one's the Thunderbolt, mm-hmm. if you look at all the other graphics and stuff. So it's like a Pikachu tail and then a Thunderbolt coming out of the tail. Yeah, it looks fine. I mean, it's it's closed. <laughs> and... and- 
handbags, phone cases, and yeah, drawstring bags. <gasps> they do have a baseball cap, though. I like a black baseball cap, but it kind of <laughs> looks a little fancy for me. Kind of looks like a dad cap. It does look like a bit like a dad cap. I don't like baseball caps. I'm not. A, I'm not a hat person myself. I am not I big am on a hats. hat person. You are a hat person. You look good in hats, though. Me? Because it compliments my beard, not you. No, no, yeah, Will. Yeah, Will does, not me. Never you. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a hat, I guess. There's hats. Definitely a hat. Still no socks. The the last interesting thing about this this 48-hour Pikachu was during the two-year anniversary event where you could get shiny Pikachu in a hat and then evolve it to shiny Raichu in a hat. You could not hatch... Pichu in a hat, in this hat, which was unlike other events where you could hatch a Pichu when whenever Pichu was introduced with a hat. So you could get like Ash Hat Pichu or Witch Hat Pichu, I believe, if I remember correctly. Um, there's a lot of hats, so I'm starting to forget. But or or back in July, you could get shiny party hat. Pichu, if you were to hatch one of those eggs with Pichu and hope that it would be shiny in the 48 hours that it happened. In this case, there was no hat Pichu. Your Pichu would just be a Pichu. So I found that interesting. I don't know if it means anything, but I doubt it. But just something I thought we'd bring up regardless. It This whole one just feels real hasty. It does. It just feels like, why? <laughs> like, why now? Well, they're promoting fashion, man. It could have just been Niantic was behind and this was the date for this clothing and they wanted to do something special and so they rushed it. I don't... Were they knows. behind because Meltan was accidentally released a month <laughs> early? Hmm. Oh, no. I think so. Get out of here You with your conspiracy. <laughs> Look, you know this is a tinfoil hat zone. You've said it yourself multiple times. This is true. This is true. Yeah. What else do we have besides our tinfoil and our hats? This is also sent in from the Addict channel on Slack via Patreon. Um, 1966 Mustang sent this on in uh, off Sci-Fi Wire. Report Nintendo developing a case that turns a cell phone into a Game Boy. What? Yeah. What am I supposed to do with my Game Boy now? Can I turn that into a cell phone? <laughs> you always could. I'll teach oh. you how. It's a secret AT&T trick. Oh, nice. Got it. I've got two of them. First, you got to install Mark the Spot. Yep. Um, the, Never the, Mar- <laughs> the Mario manufacturer has patented pat- uh, a foil case for smartphones that, a fo- like a foil, like a folio, sorry, folio um. The thing that folds, one of those cases. Fo- foilage? No. It's October. Fo- fo- foilio. Fo- foilio. Foilio, okay. A case for smartphones that dial uh, that dials today's devices all the way back to the days of Pokemon Red, Blue, Metroid 2, Tetris. If that doesn't sound like a ideal grown-up stocking suffer- stuffer, then you must be living... I hate when at like articles like this try to like put a pun... Just give me the news. Just give me the news. It's not even Halloween yet, and you're talking about stocking stuffers. It's I'm all, disgusted. It's, it's Christmas time. You have it's a all, lot of Chris's. There, there was eggnog at the grocery store this morning. I almost 
My favorite died thing right is there. Target has all of its Halloween stuff, and then two aisles are already dedicated to Christmas, and I can't tell you how excited I am about that. <laughs> Silicon Error first reported on the news of Nintendo's March 16th patent filing, which aims to recreate the Game Boy experience on a touch-sensitive smartphone screen with the ability for inputs on the button casing to be sensed by the touchscreen buttons. So, again, audio-only podcast. Imagine that this case is like a book. They make a lot of these cases in, like, wallet form, where it's like a case, but also your wallet. So when you fold the case shut, it goes over your phone screen, so you see, a, like, a 3 by 4 cutout of your actual like iPhone screen, and then the buttons touch the lower part of the screen, and they are supposed to accept inputs if made into an actual product the design appears to allow players to access the tactile d-pad a and b buttons that were once hardwired into the handheld um back when it first existed per filing the device could be developed for present day devices including smart tablets and possibly even the nintendo switch itself as you can see from the patent illustration above, the ideal seems to be hinged on a displaying a Game Boy game and their, at their original size and shape, isolating only as much of the screen real, real estate on a modern smart device as necessary to take in like Mario Procross or Pocket Bomberman in their intended aspect ratios, leaves enough room beneath for the throwback tactile buttons, giving gamers that pretty close approximation to the handheld dimensions minus the thickness of the Game Boy handheld. It's um, just uh, a patent filing, so I don't know if this is actually going to come to life, but maybe? I get, I'd, Maybe, I suppose? I mean, I'd probably play it. I play a lot of games on my phone. I play a lot of games on my phone, but I play a lot of modern games on my phone, like... I went and got Pokemon Yellow again on the 3DS. I'm like, yay, I like that game. And when I was playing it, I'm like, oh, that's yeah. right. This kind of is not fun. <sighs> Nostalgia only goes so far. It's better me remembering it than me actually trying to play it. Exactly. Because, so you know, memory's imperfect, and we do a lot of embellishment on those memories. We absolutely do. You're telling me that Pokemon Red and Blue were not the best games of all time? They were not the best games of all time. That was Gen not 3. Not the best games of all Gross. time. That was Gen 5. <laughs> Both are the worst. Well, that's all the news we have um, for this week. I'm sure I'm forgetting one or two articles. I'm, I'm, I'm always forgetting something. I'm positive of it. But we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll actually do a couple emails. And then we'll do our question of the week and then we'll do our pokemon of the week so we will be right back yeah do it make the music happen nick make it better that was terrible <laughs> this is the question This is the question of the week. That was awful. Terrible. 
and we are back from our break. Do some emails here. Oh dear. Here we go. In a while. All right. This email is from Garrett. Does not say where Garrett is uh, from. It's really long, so I'm going to try to uh, sum it up here. But it's it's an interesting question. Just listen to this week's ISE. Man, this was back in June. I wanted to write in about some of my thoughts of the controversy surrounding the topic of whether Let's Go are core or main series Pokemon games. Sorry, this is long. <laughs> I have no expectation it will be mentioned on the podcast, but I wanted to give some thoughts. Uh, I truly believe that not everyone who has argued the side of Let's Go not being core Pokemon games do not do so to be argumentative, controversial, or to belittle people that who play Pokemon Go who are excited about Let's Go. Personally, I am very excited about the Let's Go games and play Pokemon Go regularly. I don't think any Pokemon game makes any fan more or less a real Pokemon fan. However, I believe that the argument is very separate from whether or not Let's Go should be considered a core or main series. The way I look at it, and I think others are looking at it, but communicating very poorly all centers around Pokemon Bank. I don't think any fan of a Pokemon RPG game would argue that Pokemon Bank wasn't absolutely a huge deal. If they were to support if they were to support supported less or at worst discontinue it, it would be a huge it would be hugely controversial. I think the reason for this is because Pokemon Bank is the one thing where all Pokemon can exist together. There's no other platform to my knowledge that all 807 Pokemon can exist in the same place. Sure, currently you have Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, but it's very likely that the change will introduce an all-new generation, which Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon will not support. However, should Pokemon Bank continue to be supported, it will be one of the constant places where all Pokemon can coexist in one game. A game's integration to into Pokemon Bank, which allows the game's Pokemon to be mixed in and stored all at the same all at the same location in the previous quote unquote main game, even if it's the old Game Boy games now on Virtual Console, is to what makes it a core or main series in my opinion. If you were to make a living Pokemon decks that can be done and continue to be updated with every generation of Pokemon Bank and nothing else, Pokemon Bank being the integration which is paramount in a Pokemon game. I guess what I am saying is, if Let's Go's do not integrate with Pokemon Bank, and the 2019 games do integrate with Pokemon Bank, we have no confirmation being true or not, uh, then I believe people have a legitimate argument that the Let's Go games are not quote-unquote main series. I am excited about Let's Go, and I would absolutely love it if they have Pokemon Bank integration, because it would also mean that Pokemon Go gets Pokemon Bank integration, and I think that's it, that will go a very long way towards legitimizing, that's in quotes, the Pokemon caught in these games, as then you could catch a Pikachu in Pokemon Go, play it with Let's Go, transfer it to X, and then battle with it, and then put it back into your Let's Go as your buddy. That sounds exciting to me, although you can't transfer from Let's Go back to Pokemon Go. We know that for sure. I hope you understand what I'm saying. I understand the uh, ideal about Pokemon Bank compatibility is integral to what games are considered main series. Pokemon games is absolutely not made in malice. Um, I will buy anything Pokemon day one. Uh, thanks for the reading. I love the podcast so much trying to support you everything you do. The carve is really awesome as well. And the discord is awesome. And I love your streams. Keep up the great work, Garrett. Okay, we got a lot to unpack here. Yeah, I got a little lost along the way, too. So I'm going to try to sum up the best. My understanding is that 
the scenario put forth is that if Let's Go does not connect to bank, that is a signifier that it is not an actual core game or main series game. Is that everybody else's understanding? Yes, that's, I think that's so, what yeah. I understand so, from the email. <laughs> by that measure, Sun and Moon were not core games for like the first month of their existence because well, they couldn't connect to bank. That's temporal. So yeah, but like so, they eventually but, were able to connect to bank. They were. So the, I think what is missing from this argument is why people don't want it to be considered a core game, and that. You can put whatever blocks around it to make your decision about whether it's a core game or not a core game. The argument is really coming down to, I don't like this game, and therefore I'm still a true Pokemon fan because I only like main series games. Like, the argument over its status as a core or not game is an argument whether I'm allowed to dismiss it and to mis dismiss people who like it, no matter what sort of brackets or conditions I put around it. And people saying, people who don't consider a core game aren't going to be convinced because it goes to Pokemon Bank. Correct. That's, the argument is one to to include people from being proper, quote-unquote, Pokemon fans. And the whole core game, main series game argument, which I get into sometimes, but, because I like to argue, is really about there's a level of gatekeeping there. It's a level of, well, Pokemon Go players aren't real Pokemon fans because they don't understand that Niantic's not making Gen 4. Like, we can find those things funny, but they are paying a lot of money and playing a lot of Pokemon, so they are Pokemon fans. Like, it's it's the this argument is still a weird level of gatekeeping over what is and isn't Pokemon that I don't think is healthy no matter what we put around it however we define it like we can say haha it connects to bank so therefore it's a core game people who don't want it to be will never consider it to be yeah because also because the first generation first game pokemon games don't connect to bank so that's not a sufficient criteria although i guess the, the remakes do six don't yeah right <laughs> yeah i mean i think i think you were the one that said it greg where I, th the, I think the 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 argument of the people who still don't want to believe it's a core game. I think you said that it like stems from they they don't play anything but core games and they don't want to play this. So now in the future they can't say I only play core games because they might be waiting for the 2019 game and they they're skipping this. So therefore. They didn't play all the core games like that. There's an argue. There's like a mindset there. Right. Right. Absolutely. What I do think is uh, I, I mean, like I do agree that I think any core slash main series game connecting to Pokemon Bank is a must and is like a major deal. And I, I personally, this is my opinion. I believe that Let's Go will work with Pokemon Bank, even if. It's like a black and white situation where you can only transfer out of it, right? You can only right. transfer from Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee to Pokemon Bank and not back into it. That's what black yeah. and white does. That's fine. But another thing I want to bring up that I think is interesting is that there are already non-core games that work with Pokemon Bank. Pokemon 
Colosseum, Pokemon Gale of Darkness, and Pokemon Ranger all generate Pokemon that you can use and then transfer to a different game then then transfers into Pokemon Bank, which I think is very interesting um, and isn't really talked about a lot. Like, I can go through all of Gar Gale of Darkness, collect a bunch of Pokemon, transfer it to Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald, mm -hmm. and then transfer it all the way up to Pokemon Bank, and that's not a main series game, but that's... Yep super cool <laughs> and yeah. not, i don't think a lot of people talk about that kind of stuff i mean i i've transferred a lot of my emerald that i took from gale of darkness and coliseum and all that stuff including somewhere in my collection is my jirachi i got from the special disc like it's amazing that you can do that and i think it's a benefit of the series that you can do that i do think on some level it it puts some technological restraints and advancement restraints on it because they do have to support now like 20 years of past games which is both cool and i think it's a plus and a minus i think they are limited in somewhat in their advancement because they have to consider everything that's happened in the last 20 years like they can't make an easy cut they may make an easy cut with let's go and say hey you know what it connects to go and that's enough for us um, I hope they don't. I'd like it to connect to bank, but it is a very cool thing that when I brought one of my, I don't remember if it's in Sun that has the checker that says, hey, you brought this all the way from Emerald. And then you get like a special ribbon and it's marked and there's like a little celebration. Like that is really cool that they include that. And I love that aspect of it. And I think it's, 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 it, I hope it continues. Um, but yeah, even side games, like things that we consider side games, like I have a Manaphy egg that I got from Ranger, and then I created a bunch of Fionns from it, and all that stuff. It's There's interconnectivity amongst them that makes the main series, quote-unquote, game moniker somewhat pointless. That That's a goalpost that will always change as you learn more about the series. Like, you can point out, well, what about this? What about this? Well, but also there's there's literally no value in delineating this is a main series Pokemon game versus this is not a main series Pokemon game. It's either a poke number one, it's a game that has Pokemon in it, correct? They they all have Pokemon in them. Yep. They're not Digimon, they're not uh Dragon Quests, whatever those things are. Slimes. Um it's not <laughs> slimes, right? So it's a Pokemon game that starts and it's a Pokemon game you enjoy playing or you don't enjoy playing. And that's really all that's important now, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, it's, it's not like we're delineating, you know, the Bible and it's like, all right, this book written in this Hebrew tradition is actually part of the Bible, but this book written in this other tradition, we're not including that in the Bible because it's not real Bible. You know, this is video games, <laughs> which we play for fun and enjoyment. And making artificial categorization just to leave some people out because you don't want them to enjoy what they enjoy? Yeah, it's it's gatekeeping. It's foolish. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. Like, I think, if nothing else, I would love to see a shift in the culture of people being okay saying, I don't like the thing is not for me and leaving it there and people not attacking them for not liking it and people who don't like it attacking people who do like it. Like it is okay not to like a thing. 
I don't like a lot of things. You don't like oysters? Ugh. Gross. I don't I like, like oysters. What about like a tuna sandwich? Uh, the other thing I, real, you can go out and buy your tuna if you want. No, we're fine without my tuna, without my hot tuna takes. Okay. Um, <laughs> the other thing I want to bring up that just reminds me of, that reminds me of, you know, bringing Pokemon all the way from Gale of Darkness into Pokemon Bank is the argument that Mew a mythical Pokemon is hidden behind a paywall. Right now, currently, there is zero way to get a Mew. Uh, and there's zero way to get a lot of mythical Pokemon with the exception of Deoxys and uh, Celebi, uh, where Celebi, you can pay the $9.99 on a 3DS, get Crystal, play through it, and then transfer it up, and it's great. Deoxys, again, play... Buy Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, play through it, get Deoxys. Cool. Those are the only two that I know of that you can actively get. Um, and then with Mew coming, no, they, they've done plenty of Mew distributions. I think our last major one was back in 2016 yep. during the year of Mythical. There's no way to get Mew. Mythical Pokemon, for the most part, they're set apart by being events or by just being rare or special in this case. And some people are upset that Mew is hidden behind a $50 Pokeball controller. But this is not the first time they've done that. And I just want to point this out that in order to get Manaphy originally, you had to buy Pokemon Ranger. In order to get Jirachi, you have to buy Colosseum. Or you had to. Uh, and surprisingly, if you have a Jirachi Coliseum bonus disc. You can get as many Jirachi as you want. You can just keep making them. It'll take you about 15 minutes of Jirachi. That's actually a lot faster than uh, running through Pokemon Crystal on the Virtual Console to get yourself, you know, as many Celebes as you want. You can. So that's just something to keep in mind that uh, this was not the first time they've done something like this. Probably won't be the last time they've done something like this. And just because Deoxys or Celebi are, you know, in games that you could technically restart and do over and over, theoretically, technically, you could keep buying Pokeball Pluses to get more Mews, or you can go on eBay, find yourself a Jirachi bonus disc, and, you know, keep resetting for Jirachi. So there are... These things have existed before. And it's not like they're never going to have another Mew distribution right. ever again in all time history <laughs> It'll space. come back when they need when they need to generate excitement for something. This is from Chris from Kansas. Never another Chris. Oh, oh I don't the think Chris's that's one of mine. Though they keep coming. All the Chris's. Chris from Kansas says, "Never done this before, but I thought I might send this uh, thought I had as the new games are based uh, on a reference of Pokemon Yellow. I thought it would be cool to add another reference to Yellow, comma Trainer Yellow. I've been a big fan of the manga for a long time, and Trainer Yellow, the healer." is my favorite character. I would love for the new games to reference her, whether it would be a clothing item or a signature hat or a reference to her Pikachu named Choo Choo, uh, who wears a flower on her head. In my opinion, the Adventures manga is one of the more overlooked and underappreciated aspects of the franchise. It would be amazing to see this in the main series games referenced some way. Again, I want to throw my opinion out there. I hope it's useful. Chris. One, as I've said before, on this program, yellow... The manga Yellow is amazingly good. 
And I agree. And I would love to see Trainer Yellow referenced in the games somewhere because they're an amazing character. I agree. Good email. Thumbs up for me. I know nothing about the manga. I've never read any of the Pokemon mangas. So reading is hard and maybe someday, but not this day. I'll find all my copies and I'll lend them to you. They got them around here somewhere. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, you know, I, I do like when different like pieces of uh, art and culture or whatever reference other things and have like little hidden. That's that's always fun. So, yes, I mean, I, I'd enjoy that if, if they I were am, able to work like something like that in. I am pro Easter egg. Me too. I would be, I would be, I would love if they did that. I would probably have to have somebody point it out to me. <laughs> but I guess, I guess I'm looking for a Pikachu with a flower. Uh, all right. This email is also from Chris. This will be our last one. Uh, Chris from Greece. Also not one of the Chris's I'm worried about. So good. Hello, Pokemon podcast crew. My name is Chris writing in from Greece. I wanted to tell you guys my opinion on the new Pokemon games, not just let, let's go, but the newer Pokemon games. After going back and playing older games, um, I noticed a big difference between the older and newer games. I think the newer ones are easy and handholdy. For example, the removal of HMs were was an unnecessary move. Ride Pokemon just feel too convenient and easy. Another example is Rotom decks, literally telling you where to, what to do and where to go. That's probably why I won't be buying Let's Go. Sorry if the letter was too long. Best wishes, Chris. Okay. <laughs> For years, years, people complained about the grindiness or I played Gen 2 and it had me backtrack and I didn't know which gyms to go to. And so they take those things seriously for people who enter new and make changes. And then you get the people who are like, I liked vanilla Pokemon when my bags would fill up and when the item that I wanted to pick up, it was full. Or I went to go catch Mew and it said, sorry, box one is full. You can't catch it. It's fine to not like change of life changes, but they were necessary. Having an HM Pokemon take a slot in your party because you absolutely had to have four things to get through Victory Road for a lot of people just isn't fun. It it also detracts from the strategy of the game, right? The strategy of the game isn't how do I get through all these different paths? It's like, how do I design the most comprehensive cohesive team of pokemon that can work together not five pokemon that can work together and that one guy who's got to carry all the bags yeah (laughs) butler pokemon like i'm a huge yeah i'm a huge fan of the hm change like i just hated having to take like the only one i ever liked having was surf because it was a really good move yeah i don't think necessarily like removing hms or i like i don't think i don't think removing hms made the games easier i will definitely say it made the games more convenient and i don't think convenient equals bad or easy but i do a monster hunter podcast as well called the carve and that was a huge thing when monster hunter world came out oh we absolutely ruined the game yeah a lot of Hunter world is terrible (laughs) a lot of um long time monster hunter fans were uh, upset about a lot of the changes and it's Count funny among their number it's it's funny greg that you mentioned like older pokemon games your bag would fill up and you would run out of space and 
you still do have a uh, bag limit in in Monster Hunter World, but in older Monster Hunter games, before you went out a at a out on a hunt, you would have to like bring a pickaxe, bring a bug net, bring whetstones, uh, bring your potions. You'd have to bring a bunch of stuff that you're filling up your bag for. You have to pick up a map, which took up a bag item, and Monster Hunter World streamlined all that where. You have infinite whetstones, and guess what? It doesn't take up a bag space because if you're hunting something, you need to sharpen your weapon. And you know what? We're not going to have paintballs anymore. Once you find the monster, you'll always have the monster sent. And there was just an outroar of people saying, like, this makes the game too easy, or this is not yep. the monster hunter I signed up for. In reality, yep. like, paintballing a monster and having the paintball wear off isn't the challenge in Monster Hunter. Like, the monsters always spawn in three different locations, and, like, that that is not the challenge. That is, like, finding the monster isn't that hard, and if, like, that's the thing that's upsetting you, I think you're kind of missing the overall point of the actual game. And I think that's the point here with HMs, is, like, HMs didn't really make the game harder, it just made the game less convenient. Like, going through Victory Road and Force, like taking one of your six members off your team to bring in an HM tool Pokemon with four HMs isn't harder. It's just not convenient. And then, I mean, you always had the thing like, okay, so I bumped a bunch of experience into this HM, and then now that I'm going to replace it with the one I want to take on Victory Road, I now have to go and grind up my actual sixth member, which wasn't fun. I mean, I if they bring them back as HMs. I would like to see them as non-normal moves. Things that could get stabbed from a wide variety of Pokemon. Like, make cut grass. Make strength rock. Make, you know, a bunch of the ones that are just normal-type moves actually have a place that makes them decent moves to use. I've got one better for you, Greg. Go for it. How's about this? Take other moves and say that this move is itself and can be used as this particular HM. So like say uh Brave Bird, you can you have Brave Bird, but it's also fly. I'd be down with that. You have Razor Leaf, it's also cut. You have Vine Whip, it's also cut. Yeah, exactly. That would you be have cool. Surf, it's also Surf. Wait, that stays the same. <laughs> you have Waterfall. It's both Surf and Waterfall. <laughs> you have Headbutt, it's also Rock Smash. It's just, it's the same thing, you know, you run into this when people like the older versions of MMOs. Like, you know, they're bringing back Vanilla WoW, which the thought of me going back to play that original version of WoW, you could not pay me enough to go through the pain that was the first versions of those games. You don't want to take two weeks to get one gold? No. (laughs) The games do have to adapt to the times and what people expect. People who play MMOs have quest markers. They they expect that to be a part of the game. They expect inventory, unless it's important to have inventory management, to not be a pain to deal with. Because modern games tend not to have those things anymore. So, you know, I think it's debatable whether you can call them easier or not. I, they just... They cut away some of the things that a lot of people found annoying. And they put those moves in as TMs. Like, if you really liked Fly, and you thought that was a great move, you could still have a Pokemon with Fly. <laughs> like, this if you really true. want it. 
It's just, you know, people didn't do that because if you weren't forced to take it, why would you take the subpar move? You're telling me there's other move, there's other flying type moves? Brave that, Bird, like, maybe. different than fly? Like, I think um, there's like a wings. Aer- aerial ace. There's a whole- Ooh, I like that aerial ace. Yeah, never misses. But like, to go back, like, it's, you know, it's a valid opinion that you felt that it, it eased up the game. And it did in some retrospects. Like, I did not have to worry about who was going to be my HM butler. And that's, that's a, it's a weight off of the game, and it does make it a more convenient game. I think, I think we need to call these things that the games became more convenient and not necessarily easy. Because I did struggle at certain things through Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Some of those, some of those totems called in things that I was not prepped for. Then there was no, <laughs> not to do. An HM was not going to get me out of that situation. So I think, did it make the games more convenient? Absolutely. If you like having it be slightly more inconvenient or that there's there's more obstacles in your way and you find that enjoyable, then I think the opinion is valid that they did take out the obstacle puzzle part that maybe you got enjoyment from. But I don't think they made them easier. I think they made it a lot more convenient to play those games, especially in short bursts, which is also sort of a requirement for mobile games. You you know, play it for 10 minutes and then you can put it down and then move on. Like, they're dealing with a very different market now. Speaking of a different market, different times, our question of the week from our Addict channel this week, we are going with Robert's question from Slack. Oh, wait, are we supposed to have some addict music? Or are we supposed to have, like, question of the week music? This is the question of the week! <laughs> I'll leave that to Greg. If you were tasked with reducing the number of types, how would you do it? What would you cut, combine, and change? Oh, I've been thinking about this a lot. I'm prepped. Really? Yes. Did you... Are you in the addict channel? Yeah. I wish I could be in there. Well, you gotta be cool <laughs> like me. All right, number one, keep fire, grass, water. They're solid. Yeah. Combine ground, rock, and steel. Steel? Yep, combine them all. Mm, They're all metals of the no. earth. Combine, ground, would, combine ground and rock, I'm in, too. Combine, like, we're, we're cutting to the brass tacks. Combine poison and dark. Mm, no. Yep, absolutely. Leave fairy where it is because fairy's awesome and they need to be left alone. Flying, eh, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out what I would combine with flying. Mm. And I'm real, real look. I'm looking at you fighting. You're on the chopping block. Normal, <sighs> gone. I... Cut. cut. Okay, from the I, game. I, I agree 100% this. that. It's not combined. Normal. It's just cut from the game. No more normal. There, I bought you time. Okay. All right. Disagree. Mm-hmm. With my brilliance, if you must. I well, I, I think we all agree that normal's got to go. Normal's got to yes. go. Combine gro- ground and rock. Those are good changes. Pidgey, 100%. Spiro, my boy Talo, they can just be flying Pokemon. They don't need to be flying normal. We've already taken care of the Jigglypuff situation. It's it's fairy now. You still got like Loudred and a couple other Pokemon to deal with, but you can make that work. I've got the uh, the controversial take. Okay. Oh, here we go. Let's be rid of dragon completely. 
absolutely not. There is no need for dragon. There is everything else is like so elemental, and then there's like dragon. Nah, dragon works with fairy. Dragon and fairy work together. If we're keeping fairy, we have to keep dragon. It's mythical stuff. I like that. It's from myth. Okay, it's it's just too binary. It's just mm. you have to have some binary. I think you can really. I'm I'm with Greg. You can put ground and rock together. I like steel being separate, but I think ground and rock together fine. But the, here's the argue, thing: what does steel give us other than really good defenses? Steel like, steel resists like water. It resists yeah, like but poison. You, it 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 is a very very defensive type, and there's. But I it, would argue it's the most defensive type. It can be easily rock. combined to, with those rock and ground and stuff. Like, there's no reason why ground has to be weak to water. There's no reason for those other than it's complicated. So if you're taking things that are considered like ground, rock, and steel are all considered pretty defensive, the steel being the most defensive, and you combine them together, you're not losing much, and you're not gaining much either. Like, they are all considered sturdy defensive Pokemon. I would mix, just if if we've got to economize here, uh, I would... I would combine steel and electric together. Mm, and I never really thought of that, but just kind of say like the, this is the mechanical area. And oh, I would not okay. I wouldn't put like dark I, and poison together. I'd put ghost and dark together. No, though. no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Ghost and dark can be separate. What you guys all missed is you need to put poison and bug together. Oh, I can uh, I, I can see with that. Poison and bug. Poison and bug can combine together. How about poison bug and dark? No, because no. dark is still, dark is still, like just dirty fighting. I dark think, is no, just I the opposite. Yeah, but of poisoning people I, isn't I exactly up above the boards. Together. Yeah, but when you put it with bug, then dark doesn't really fit in anymore. Because like you, then you're then you're necessarily saying bugs are cheaters, and I wouldn't say that. Well, yeah, but bugs come out at night. A lot of bugs come out at night. This but is true. Ghosts, are, ghosts are cheaters. So ghost and yeah. dark. So. I think Ghost and Dark. Ghost and Dark and Bug combine. and Poison. I'm I'm solid on those choices. All right. Get, can we do this? Can, get my can uncle and Nintendo on the phone. Let's go. <laughs> can we get Psychic and Fairy together? Is there a real need for Psychic to be hanging out there? No. I could do Psychic and Fairy. Yeah, I could do Psychic and Fairy too. And so what I are we doing with the problem that to... is fighting? Fighting's a problem. Mm. Well, because we dropped normal completely. Let's drop yeah, fighting. You gotta keep fighting. Fighting has more relevance. That's true. Yeah, I agree. Are we combining normal and fighting together then? Like, are we saying Loudred's a fighting type Pokemon? Yeah. I mean, unless I mean, we have to recalculate if in I like how Loudred is our go to normal Pokemon on this show. <laughs> well, because, okay, is Vigoroth's booty a fighting booty? Or not? Oh, I yeah. mean, I would, I would definitely put slacking Slackoth and Vigoroth into the fighting category if they lose normal. It's just that slacking is super lazy, but definitely could qualify as fighting. All right, I'm down. Problem solved. New games, 2019. All right, we're we did it. <laughs> That's a really good question, though. Hopefully, somebody will map that out because I was not writing it down. Go back, write it up, send it to us. Will, give us our Pokemon of the... Oh, also, if you want to send in your emails, sbj at, Pokemon, at com, or you can go to pokemonpodcast.com, hit the contact button. That'll get you there. 
but will give us our Pokemon of the week. Now you guys can tell how angry I am. <laughs> this is this. I, I was writing this while I was at Vanguard League. Uh-oh. So this spooky Pokemon is notable because with the use of a special item, it can change its form. It is psychic type and it is ghost type, making it almost perfect for October. This Pokemon has a unique ability that allows it to use aspects of other Pokemon in play. If you are building a team using this Pokemon, you most likely want to take this ability into account. It is always nice to get extras for free. This Pokemon's weakness profile changes when it changes form, with one form being weak to attacks from the other. Unfortunately, you cannot use this Pokemon's form-changing item in battle. It is very possible that if the Voyage of the Beagle had been written in the Pokemon world, this Pokemon would have played a prominent role. All right, who's that Pokemon? I think I know. I'm not going to lie, I spaced out that entire time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, snap. Nice excuse. Smeargle. Oh, my word. I heard Smeargle the word. Changes, Smeargle I heard the changes word form. Beagle. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I went with. The title of a book, The Voyage of the Beagle. Yeah, that's all I heard was the word beagle, and I was like, oh, man. Uh, it's a form-changing Pokemon. Am I correct Smeagle. that it is? Hoopa? You're both wrong. Uh-oh. Congratulations, Will. You did you it. You have finally stumped them. Or do you know what The Voyage of the Beagle is? Nope. Uh, it's about Stoutland and Smeargle. It is a book written by a gentleman named Charles Darwin about his adventures in the Galapagos Islands, where he marked how there were finches, a type of bird, that are different on the different islands on the Galapagos because they evolved differently on those islands, much like a certain form-changing bird in Alola... Aricorio. Aricorio, yes. No. It's not Smeargle. I did write it so that you could think that it might be Hoopa. I mean, it fits for Hoopa. Say that again? It does fit Hoopa a lot. Yes. um, Except for the Voyage of the Beagle part. Uh... But yes, because Oricorio does have a psychic flying form and it has a ghost flying form. And the Oricorio's ability is dancer. So if there's ever a dance move that's done in battle, if it's not done by the Oricorio, the Oricorio will immediately copy it, right? Right. Um, so like if somebody does feather dance, then Oricorio does feather dance right afterwards. Um Hoopa's ability is Magician, which is uh, kind of like Thief. Yep. Where it takes the item of whoever it hits with one of its attacks. So, I tricked you guys. I was successful for a change. Good job. Dang. (laughs) How is Smeargle a form-changing Pokemon? I can learn Transform. Truth. He's got Uh... you there. I guess that's true. You are you are shown up, I guess. 
Not uh, really. Some trivia here. The color of each oricorio corresponds to the Hawaiian word for each, for which its name of its home island is derivated. Derived. Uh, derived. When opening Pokemon refresh due to a glitch pertaining to Pokemon with alternate forms, all four forms uses Oricoria's ballet style cry. Really? That's what it says in trivia. I did not know. Th Thanks, trivia. Are there shinies of each of the Oric? There are. There, there are. The pom pom one's cool because it's pom pom's turn from yellow to white. And I'm back to liking the shuffle icons. All of the shuffle icons for all the forms <laughs> are way on point and somehow express perfectly what each dance type is. Like, yeah. it's yeah. amazing. The Bylay one, the shiny for the Bylay one is really nice. Oh, the black that's and red really inverse? Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's gorgeous. Although the um, Sensu one is also yeah, really Yeah, I nice. really like that one too. Maybe I need to breed shinies. Well, you only need one shiny because you can change no, its form. No, I need four because yeah, I can have them all dance together. That's true. This is very true. How are you supposed to go into the, uh, I don't know, the, the, the photo place? I don't even know what it's called. Pokemon you Snap. Can... No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I don't remember what those buildings are called, but yeah. yeah yes. Pokemon Picture Palace. The photo booth place. Yeah, yes. I've done but it once. No, you, everybody was required to do one time, and then you never went back in there ever again. Incorrect. Correct. I went back every island and took two photos. They have Why? the... Because it's fun, and I had new Pokemon I wanted to be with. Ability of Dancer, which whenever another Pokemon uses a dance move, the Pokemon with the ability Dancer will immediately use that move as well. Using a move through Dancer is a separate action, using a move originally selected. Dancer will not activate for a move copied by another Pokemon with Dancer, but activated on an instructed move. Um, Oricoria is the only Pokemon that can have the ability Dancer, and the dance moves that it can copy are Feather Dance, Fiery Dance, Dragon Dance, Lunar Dance, Petal Dance, Revelation Dance, Quiver Dance, Sword Dance, and Teeter Dance. What is Lunar Dance? I've never seen that one before. Lunar Dance Ooh. causes the user to faint, but restores HP, PP, and removes all status condition except fainting of a Pokemon that is sent out to take its place. And that can only be learned by Cresselia. <laughs> <laughs> there you go with or I, I is is that even worth it? I mean, like Swords Dance and Quiver Dance is used a lot in double battles. Four seventy six yeah. base stat total. I mean, Fiery Dance does damage. Yeah. So if you got that Fire Oricorio out there, and uh, Volcarona can learn Fiery Dance. And Quiver Dance. Like in this more and more, you could have a, a, could have a dance Volcarona Oricorio dance party. Mm, 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 mm. 50 Pokemon on screen dancing. Mm, mm, uh, <laughs> I think I've seen that on a Twitch stream before. Yeah, it was real garbage. How many butts does that give you? Speaking of Twitch, um, I will be doing an egg lock this Tuesday, oh, October 9th. I my eggs in. You got time. I'm sure Royce is still awake. I'm doing an egg lock this Tuesday, October 9th on twitch.tv slash PKMNCast. People are sending me eggs. We're going to be doing Ultrasound Ultra Moon. 
This is probably the last major thing I do before Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee comes out. Otherwise, it'll probably just be normal Pokemon, like nothing, no big projects after, after that. So if you want to stop by, see how that's going, see what eggs people have sent me. By the time this episode comes up, you'll probably be too late to send in an egg. But the relevance of why we're doing it on October 9th is because I lost my job originally October 9th of last year. That's to celebrate a full year of not having a 9-to-5 job and just being a content creator through podcasting and through streaming. Um, so that should be a fun time. If you want to stop by, we'd love to see you. Uh, the other thing is, for whatever reason, Twitch picked me to feature on the front page of Twitch for the next four weeks. So every single Monday from 6 p.m., Pacific time to 8 p.m. Pacific time, I will be on the front page of Twitch, uh, which is real nerve-wracking, and there will probably be a lot of people watching, uh, so if you want to see that train wreck, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. every Monday for the next four weeks, starting uh, tomorrow, the or today, when this episode goes up, October 8th. So You'll do fine. Just yeah. do what you normally do. This is true. I've been on the front page before. Uh back in spring and it was i think i've improved as a as a streamer since then so debatable yeah that is that is true as well um so twitch uh, i think we are about 39 or 38 reviews from a thousand reviews in apple podcasts so if you have itunes or you're using an ios device if you would like to leave us a review that would be super helpful we are on spotify stitcher iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, those, yes, those are two different things, because Google likes to launch a million different applications um, to listen to the podcast, but uh, thank you, Will, and thank you, Greg, for hanging out. Absolutely. It's so much fun. There was some sarcasm there. There we're wasn't gonna... sarcasm. <laughs> uh, we will be back next week, of course, and... Uh, We'll have some more Pokemon news for you and whatnot. So thank you all for listening. Again, we will see you next week. As always, this has been another episode. Oh, I didn't do Twitters. I'm sorry. Greg is at White Wing. Will is at Washing the Sink. I am at Dragging a Lake. And of course, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. As always, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast. And we are super effective. Super Beagle. That's like a kind of dog. Yeah. We took a oh, voyage yeah, earlier today. Plus it's Smeargle. Oh, okay. Oh, the voyage of the Smeargle. Voyage of the Charles Smeargle. Darwin's Charles Darwin's, Darwin's epic Pokemon adventure. A big shout out to the producers of this show, starting with Kevin, Cygnus, Ivan, Jeff, Pat Matrick, Robert, and Alex. Thank you so much for your support and supporting it's super effective if you would also like to support it's super effective you can head over to patreon.com slash it's super effective 
or even easier, isc.cash. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week.